0: planted over there, and that is how come for almost 23 years, Victory Bible Church has been in Holland and Belgium. It is because of Joy FM. So, if for nothing at all, I'm grateful to God for Joy FM and this great multimedia. We'll hear more of your joy stories. Please keep them coming via WhatsApp on 024434 at 0437. What are people talking about on social media, Mapito? our right, people are talking about that video of the National Security Minister, Albert Kandapa. And at Trillano says, so our entire national security was compromised by just a video call. And a woman at uh, Selomoy says, seeing lots of support for hashtag Kandapa, particularly from men. Nice. Guys, keep the same energy when it's a female public figure chatting with her tall boy and a helicopter man says when you want a meeting with a minister, you'll go around to get an appointment. Meanwhile, someone is turning them around on social media. LOL. Hashtag Kanda pa. You're officially Gani and pizza. And that's it for the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. I am MFA Pau. Thanks so much for your company. You're but it's not like I'm nosy. Or go out to find out the latest filler. It's just- that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call. And so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. Hmm. Oh, and last I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello! Look who's about to vote with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with empty and free after one. You only pay for the first minute of your call on Empty and free after one, and the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free fifty megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. on where, open there. So dial, start three one five hours to sign up. We day for you, everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Hello, I am Michael. I run the shop just down the road from your house, you know? The one you always come to when you need things like milk, sugar, Gary, and other things. I'm also your Bank agent with whom you can do all your banking transactions. So the next time you visit my shop to get anything, just remember that you can now open your Bank SNAP account right here. Make cash deposits and withdrawals, transfer funds, and also pay your bills easily. All you need to open an account is any valid national ID and your fingerprint. Just look out for your Bank agent in your neighborhood. or Look out for any registered Cowbank agent sign and enjoy easy banking with Cowbank agent's banking. Contact us toll-free on 800-500-500 or visit www.cowbank.net for more information. Cowbank agent banking. Your neighborhood bank. to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah (laughs) Oteville. And now, today's Word. I am uh, going to do a two-part message that I have titled Pursuing Perfection. Pursuing Perfection. And in this message, I'm going to talk about what it means to pursue perfection, and I'm going to explain our salvation in further detail, and I'm going to try to give you some help on why sometimes people get saved and you don't see the power of God or the change manifested in their lives. In perfection My anchor text Is in the book of Philippians Chapter 3 Verse 12 to 16 Philippians chapter 3 Verse 12 to 15 It is a statement of testament From the apostle Paul And uh, it tells us about The things that drove him as a Christian. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12 to 16 and let us hear the reading of God's word. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. There are three statements I want to make out of uh, this statement. First is that perfection is a lifelong quest. It's something you seek for all your life. When we say something is a quest, it means it's something you are seeking for. Something you are desiring for. We see from the Apostle Paul that seeking perfection is what he was committed to all his life. He lived every day with a compelling drive... Toward what he called the upward call of God. The upward call of God. Perfection is a lifelong quest. Second statement. Perfection is attained through Christ. Is attained through Christ. Paul did not see perfection as something he could attain all by himself. He linked it to his calling in Christ. He said, brethren, he said, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Perfection is attained through Christ. Third statement, perfection is the believers upward call. Perfection is the believers upward call. It is something that take us, takes us higher and lifts us up. It's not a downward call. It's not a level call. It is an upward call. It's an upward call. It's a call to excellence. It's a call to be better. It's a call to improve. It's a call to live well for God. Now when you look at this passage, and i would do some little... Uh, detailed teaching on it. In the verse 12 Paul says he had not attained and that he was not already perfect. He says not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected. So the question is this is Paul the apostle the great apostle God used him to write two thirds of the New Testament major church planter, major servant of God. As a matter of fact, you can say that in the New Testament outside of Jesus Christ, probably he did more for the church than any other person. Paul the Apostle says I have not attained and I am not perfect. So what did he mean that I have not attained and I am not perfect. Did he mean that he was not saved? There are people who say Paul was not saved. Did he mean that he was not sure of his salvation? Did he see something salvation as something to attain to? Something to work hard for? Because he says, I haven't gotten it yet. Did he mean that we should be perfect in order to be saved? If he says I haven't attained to it, and I'm not already perfect. What, what did he mean by that? Because uh, many times you talk to people and, uh, who go to church and, and you ask them, What are you looking for? And they're saying, I'm looking for salvation. I am seeking salvation. And I'm sure if I ask people who are in church here, Why do you come to church? they will say, I am seeking salvation. I am looking for salvation. So it is salvation then becomes something they are looking for all the time. Is that what Paul was talking about? When he says, I have not attained, that means I haven't got it. And I'm not perfect, I haven't arrived there yet. Did he mean that he hadn't been saved? We're going to answer those questions. It's going to help you. There are three passages of scripture I want us to read. Um... And I will comment on them for the rest of my message. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And then Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And Hebrews chapter 27, verse 28. Now, I want you to pay particular attention to these verses of Scripture. Because one of the things I want to do this year... In this church is to take us deeper into the Word of God, deeper into the Scriptures, and, and deeper into our faith and anchor us properly into our faith. So I want you to pay close attention to these three passages of Scripture because when you read them on the face value, it will seem as if they are contradicting each other. The first one is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, and it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest anyone should boast. Now if you look at this uh. Passage, salvation is in past tense. By grace you have been saved. It's already happened. Now when you read Ephesians, Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 12, it has a little twist on the concept of salvation. Ephesians 2, 12 says, therefore my brethren, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my Absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, Ephesians says it's not of works, Philippians says work it out. So, where is the harmony? Well, it even gets worse in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And 28. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, 28 says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. That means there's no no reincarnation. You won't go and come back and come back and come back. As it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. Verse 28. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So if you look at Ephesians, it says that we are saved by grace. Philippians says we should work out our salvation. And now Hebrews is saying... Actually, it is when Christ appears the second time that salvation will come. So, what is the Bible talking about? And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting study. Ephesians says our salvation is by grace. Philippians says we should work it out. Hebrews says when Christ appears, we'll have it. Now, all these three verses speak of salvation. Everybody says salvation. But each one speaks salvation in a different tense. One speaks of salvation in the past, another speaks of salvation in the present, and the other one speaks of salvation in the future. So how can a person have salvation in the past, in the present, and in the future? So, I'm going to talk about The three tenses of salvation. The three tenses. Now, when you were in school, you learned tenses. Didn't you? You passed, didn't you? Whatever class you were, you start learning tenses from primary school. And you learn that there is past tense. And actually, there are variations of past tenses. There are past perfect and so on. And then there is present tense and there can be present continuous and uh, there is future tense I have done it past tense I am doing it which tense is that? hey, hey, did you go to school at all? (laughs) I am doing it present continuous I will do it What tense is that? I have done it. I am doing it. Present continuous. I will do it. Future tense. Okay. Now, our salvation also has these three tenses. What has been done, what is being done, and what will be done. And in the three verses I read... We saw the three tenses of salvation. What has been done? By grace you have been saved. What is being done? Work out your own salvation. What will be done when Christ appears? You will be saved. Alright, so let's take time and break it down a little bit more. So the first one we'll look at is what I call the past tense of our salvation. The past tense. Why do I call it the past tense of our salvation? Because it is something that has been done. It is done. So when we talk about our salvation, there is a part of our salvation that has been done. It's past tense. It's been done. And the past tense of our salvation is based on what Christ. For us in the past 2,000 years ago And what happened When we received him So I describe the past tense of our salvation As the instant transformation Of the sinner The instant Note the word instant It is something That happened The day we received Jesus Christ As our Lord and Savior It's not a long process It is something that happens instantly and it happens in the spirit of the sinner. So the moment a sinner prays and says, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Now, it can happen anywhere. Sometimes we call people to the front to make that prayer. Sometimes they make it in their seats. Sometimes they make it in their home. But anytime a sinner comes to the point... That he is a sinner and Jesus died for him, and he asked Jesus to become his Lord and Savior. Instantly, the person is saved. Instantly, that moment. That moment. Not future, it's not a process, it is instant. Everybody say instant. In one moment, when that person prays that prayer, God forgives the sinner, washes away his sins, all things passed away. All things become new in that moment. The sinner is welcomed as a child of God, he is translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And all this takes place one moment, one moment. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the past tense of salvation has already occurred, you have been saved. But that salvation takes place in the spirit. And that salvation is a gift of grace.